1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot here. How would you describe, because I can't believe we're here already, how would you describe this first month of 2021 in terms of the real estate market? Tina, it has been an incredible start to 2021, and not surprisingly, because coming out of 2020, there was a lot of momentum heading into 2021. Demand is at an all-time high, and supply, although, you know, to put it in perspective, supply is usually low at this time of year. But what's putting, you know, more emphasis on that low supply right now is the demand that we have, because we haven't seen strong demand like this at the beginning of January, middle of January, and even now heading into, you know, February, demand is just crazy high right now. So what does that mean in terms of bidding wars for buyers and sellers out there? In terms of bidding wars, what we're starting to see is the houses that would have normally gotten three or four offers, you know, traditionally at this time of year, they're starting to get 40 or 50 offers. And you think about that and say, oh, come on, that's not possible. There's houses that have had 80 offers. There's houses that have had 75 offers. And it's the prices are just being driven up by that demand. And you know, we've talked about this for years on this show. Real estate is about supply and demand. And right now, if you look at York Region and you take a snapshot, we have about 1,500 active listings. That's houses and condos on the market right now. And, you know, we're selling about 11 or 1200 per month. Uh, you know, I mean, for York region, that is pretty awesome. But the problem is we only have, say, one month of supply. And when you have one month of supply, if nothing else comes on the market in February, we're going to be out of houses to sell. And that's a huge problem for the market. And it sounds like it might be a little frustrating for everyone involved, right? It sure is. I mean, if you talk to our realtors, they're out pretty much every night and they're putting offers in on properties. Now, we have a job as realtors to make sure that the emotions don't get the best of our clients because people will, you know, if they're emotionally attached to a home that they've seen, they will overpay for it. And what we have to balance is what is the right price for this property in terms of a bank appraisal, which is huge, in terms of future value, and if the client is going to sell in four or five years and they're paying $300,000 over asking, you want them to be able to recover that money in, and you have to put them into a situation where they can succeed rather than a situation they can fail. So it's really important to rely on your realtor's experience right now because if you're with a newer realtor that doesn't understand the intricacies of this market but also other markets that could come into play in the future – then you're putting yourself at risk. 
Okay, so how do you balance that emotion? Because I'm sure there are buyers out there who are also frustrated, feeling like I keep putting in offers and I can't get into this market. How do you balance it all? You have to go through the stats and you have to see where houses are selling for. Now, it's it's human nature for people that have been approved for 850000 or 900000 to look for homes that are priced at 850000 or 900000 The reality in this market is those homes are commanding $1.1, $1.2 million. So you're not going to get that $900,000 home for $900,000 or $875,000. You're going to be paying what people are paying in the multiple offer scenario. So you need to step it down and say, okay, the homes that are priced at, say, $799 will probably sell for about $900, $950. That's where I need to start looking. And that is a tough pill to swallow for a lot of people. And the realtor has to explain this to them, show them the comparables, and let them know what's going on in the market. If not, you start getting buyer fatigue. And buyer fatigue is when people are frustrated with losing out on offer after offer because they have the wrong expectations. And it's so important to set the proper expectations in these situations because then you get buyer fatigue, you get realtor burnout, and it's just a bad situation all around. Okay, so you may have buyer fatigue on one end, but on the other end, you may have those listening right now who suggest or thinking, you know what, I could probably get some great money for my home at this time. I'm going to put it on the market and see what I can do. What do you say to those folks who are thinking, you know what, I can get a lot more money now than two years down the line for my home? That is probably the truth because as supply starts to increase, if we ever do get an influx in supply, I mean, this situation will change by March or April when traditionally we start to get more inventory. Right now, there's a lot of people that missed out on homes in 2020 that are out there, plus you have the 2021 demand. Now, you're going to start to see as the borders open up, you're going to start to see that foreign demand come back into play as well. Now, those three combined, it's a huge, huge stressor for supply. And until you start to get more supply, traditionally we start to get it in the spring market, which is March, April, May. Some would argue the spring market has already started, but we're not getting the supply of a spring market. So as supply starts to come on, you're going to start to see less pressure on price appreciation, which means the prices will start to calm down a little bit. If you're a seller and you have an ugly home, this is the perfect time to sell it because there's fear of missing out out there from buyers and they want to pick up anything they can because they want to own a home. And this is the time where people will oversee the small flaws that you have in your home. And this is a perfect time for you to be on the market and to capitalize on the strength of this market for sellers. Okay. But we also hear that if you sell high, you're going to buy high. Is that not the case? That is. And it really depends. I mean, if it depends on what area, if you're staying in the same area and you're, you're buying and selling in the same market, it's a wash. So it doesn't matter if you sell low, you're going to buy low. If you sell high, you're going to buy high. If you're looking at different markets, so what we've seen is we've seen a lot of people cashing out at a high price in the GTA and moving out to Simcoe or they're, they're moving out to Peterborough. They're moving to the Kawartha's. They're moving to Muskoka. 
that's actually not a bad idea right now because you're going to get top dollar for your GTA home, especially if it's a larger home. There's so much demand for it. And that's what you have to weigh. We have to find out what your lifestyle is going to be like over the next few years and how we can make this work. And how do you predict that? I mean, so much about last year was so unpredictable. If you decide to move out to those areas, whether it's the Kawarthas or Orangeville or beyond, and then you hear back from your company in the next six months or so that, okay, you know what, we are going to allow you to continue to work from home, but not the entire week. You still have to come into downtown Toronto one, two, three days a week. Is that still the right move to make then to get that far out of the downtown core? It really is. And we have seen people do that because they're only going in for a day or two days a week. And what they're weighing is I would be stuck in traffic for an hour and a half last year going downtown. And, you know, that was even if they lived in the GTA. So to only have to fight traffic for two hours or two and a half hours, one day a week, it's not a bad trade-off because they're saving a lot and getting a lot more. Are you also finding that there are buyers out there with more disposable income? Because if they were lucky enough to hold on to a job in 2020, they probably saved a bit of money as well. On the commute, they didn't take the vacation, they didn't have a lot of expenses. Do you find that they've got more disposable income to spend? They sure do. And and also think about, you know, the restaurants aren't open. You're not going out for dinner. You're ordering in if you want food from a restaurant. You're not going out to movies. You're not traveling. So there's a lot of money that has been saved because people are back at work. They're working from home and they're saving a lot of money, not only with travel and food and entertainment, but children's sports are not happening right now. So there's a lot of families that have a lot of retained income right now and they're making the best of investing it properly into the right home. After the break, a new survey about if you should stay or if you should go. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties, and he has today's guest. Thank you, Tina. We have Marina Avisar, CEO of MooSnap, joining us today. Marina, welcome to the show. Thank you. So happy to be here. Marina, there was a recent survey done by MooSnap that said people may be unhappy where they are. Tell us a little bit more. Uh, We conducted a survey, and some of the revelations that came through have been quite interesting, Um, and it it was just uh, very eye-opening to see that uh, 30% of people no longer enjoy their community, or else uh, 18% wanted to move so they can have more space for their partner. Now, I'm sure some of these findings were definitely not surprising, considering how long we've been under these circumstances. It's almost a year now. If we could just take it back a little bit, Marina, tell us a little bit about MoveSnap. What exactly is your company all about? Sure. MoveSnap is a digital moving concierge service. We help people uh, get through their move. And we've been a big supporter of MoveSnap since the start. And 
The customers love it. I mean, when, when you're dealing with a lot of these issues just before move-in marina, it's almost great to centralize everything so that people have one place to go to transfer their utilities, their driver's license, and, and all of those things that we forget about during the, uh, the, the stress of the actual move itself. Absolutely. Moving is probably one of the most stressful events, and I think it's been compared to uh, divorce and to losing your job, uh, probably somewhere in the same level. Um, I think some of the things that really make people get stressed and, and feel uncomfortable is really part of it is just not even knowing what you don't know. So being able to walk through very specific items step by step helps to really consolidate, like you said, a lot of the thinking and a lot of the different tasks and a lot of different pieces that need to happen. Um, and certainly when you start looking at a pandemic world where there's just so much uncertainty, um, having people who are experts and people who really are keeping on top of all the different news pieces, um, it just really helps through that whole process. And so explain to us, Marina, how has MoveSnap had to change because of the pandemic and the way you do business? Uh, that's an interesting question. Um, right on the onset of uh, COVID and uh, the first wave, um, we really had to pivot and become complete experts of what's going on, really staying on top of what's essential workers, what's open, what's not. Um, are the movers going to show up? Is the closing still going to happen? So there's just a slew of uh, new nuances that came through, uh, making people even more uncomfortable, even more stressed through. Um, when I look at the business as a whole, I can tell you that our concierge lines and the phone calls that started to come in had gone up by probably about 500%. And of course, the length of the calls have gone much higher. And I think for us, it was very humbling to be able to help uh, people at such a, such a time. Um, and then beyond that, we've reached out to a whole lot of different um, communities and um, provided a whole lot more support uh, through the real estate agents and the brokerages and the lawyers, um, and just being able to support. It wasn't about business anymore. It was really about how do we keep our community safe? How do we ensure that our partners um, are, are fully supported? And change seems to be the only constant during this whole period. And 20%, 21% of those that you polled said that they were ready to move. They were ready for change. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, when life just comes to a complete uh, stop, I suppose, um, there's a lot more reflection where you're at, your uh, living conditions start to shift. Um, in general, it, it's funny because we, we always imagine people moving and it's such a fantastic story. They're moving somewhere bigger or better, but we've always known that uh, moving is a very individual um, aspect and people always have different reasons and different circumstances. So they're very, very individual. Like I said, when you start looking at putting in something like a pandemic, um, it just changes everything from how many hours do you really need to be in the office, um, you know, things that are very practical, but also things that are more emotional um, that people start to feel uh, being at home and being uh, more isolated at a time like this. So let's take a deeper dive then right now into the survey. What exactly did you find in terms of how people were working and how did that influence their decisions about moving? Um, if I look at some of the numbers that were, were interesting for me, good 16% of those that um, we polled reported moving um, because they're working from home um, and they see that as a long-term and so they don't need to commute into the office. 
Um, it was interesting to see also through the poll that about 14% of those polled moved out of an urban center altogether. Um, 17% um, moved because more space was required just to accommodate that remote work. So there's a lot of really interesting insights. Um, I think to your point, Asif, it's not necessarily surprising, but it's uh, very grounding. And age seemed to have factored into this as well. Now, we always talk about millennials or Gen Z as not having a lot of loyalty to work situations or, you know, even areas that they live in. How did those numbers come out? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, I think that uh, as a whole, the pandemic really did affect everybody. It's just in the way that they perceived that and how they put more more weight on one particular decision versus another. And what about in terms of technology? How did that come into play? Um, that's really interesting. I think if, if I look back, historically, uh, real estate industry has been slow to adopt technologies as a whole. Um, but the emergence of, of, of this particular need um, really supported some of the different pieces within that cycle. And where real estate... Um, agents and real estate industry before tended to invest in technologies that were more back-end. There's this very, very huge gap right now that's come up and is very clear to see around how do we support our clients in in a way from a technology standpoint that is more client-facing. How do we elevate that experience as a whole? Um, When we look at RoofSnap, for example, um, we are an organization that supports uh, the real estate uh, industry, the actual agents. Um, and so being able to support that and just extend that to keep people safer um, and streamline some of these different pieces has really come to the forefront. Marina, when it comes to the actual move itself, do you feel that there's been more of a reliance on a service like MooseNap over the pandemic, or has it been about the same? I think um, it's interesting because even within the poll, um, we're able to see that certainly a lot of people would have liked to, and I believe it was 43% felt better use of adoption of technology uh, would limit that human interaction and would make them feel a lot safer, except 70% of those reported moving during the pandemic didn't leverage the technology. And so it's very clear to see that there's absolutely a need, there's an acceptance Clients are, are, are wanting to consume those services in different manners today. Um, and so I would imagine it might be because either they're not being offered this or perhaps um, they're, they're not even aware of this. I do see a huge opportunity there um, in terms of differentiating yourself from a realtor perspective and being able to support that. And Marina, if people have more questions about MooseSnap, the service itself, or your survey, how do they get a hold of you? www.movesnap.com, and you're able to send a message over there, and that gets intercepted through my team. That's awesome. Thanks so much for joining us and for the great information. We look forward to having you on again. Thank you very much. When we come back, your questions for Asif Khan. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions. You all set, Asif? 
I'm ready, Tina. Okay, the first one comes from Linda in Markham. She wants to know, is it a good idea to purchase a new build condo at this time? The property may be ready in 2025. What do you think? I think it's a great idea. I mean, if you look at the values of what properties are going for right now, they've seemed to have skyrocketed. And, you know, the appreciation is even more than it was over the last few years. And any new build that you're purchasing right now, you're going to build up equity between now and 2025. And, you know, it's a good investment to get into it, put a deposit down, and then wait for it to appreciate so that by the time it's ready, you have even more equity saved up in this property. Now, what about those who say that there will be a correction in the market? What do you want to say to them? There's no catalyst for a correction, Tina. There's, I mean, the interest rates are still very low, some of the lowest interest rates that we have seen in the history of real estate. There is a lot of demand out there, and there's no, there's no relief in sight for supply. And until we get more supply, until we have more housing starts, we're not going to be able to meet the demand that's out there now. Also, we have to remember that the borders have been closed, so there's nobody coming in from outside. This is all domestic demand. And once you add in the foreign demand to that, you're going to have you know, even more issues with supply as we move forward. So again, this would be a great investment because you're hanging on to some supply for the future and there will still be demand for it. Now, does it matter if this new build condo is in 905 or 416? It really doesn't. I mean, 905 sure has some upsides here. The price that you're going to pay is a lot less than what you'll pay downtown. And the builders are smart. They know what the future value is going to be here. And the condos are priced accordingly. So in the 905, you're probably going to get a parking spot. You're going to get maybe a locker with it. Whereas in the 416, it's a la carte. You buy the unit and everything else is extra. Okay, our next question comes from Jess in Thornhill. She wants to know, what is the first step in finding a large home for my family and my elderly parents? Is building my own new home the only option? There are so many options out there, and especially with larger homes. The, if you think about how the luxury market has taken off, it's because of the demand for the larger homes on the better lots. And you're going to have a lot of options available to you in terms of what's on the market already. There's The option to build is always there, but now you're, you're, you have to look for a lot or you have to look for a teardown. There's a lot involved with the process because you need to get permits and it's uh, It could be a very intricate process when you're doing that. depends on what area your house is in. Is it a heritage district? What can you build? There's so much that goes into a new build. And then, uh, you know, the good thing is you can pick your finishings. You can pick your layout. Your, uh, with a, an existing home, you have a lot of options out there. And, you know, getting a realtor and explaining what your needs and wants are is the first step because then we can get started on a search. Okay, and does this automatically mean that she will be heading outside of either the 416 or 905, that she would go even beyond that to find that lot if she does decide to build a new home? The larger homes in the 416 are pretty pricey. So if you want something, it depends on your budget and your price range. If you want something that's a little more cost effective, you're going to head into the 905 and possibly the 705 or the 519, depending on your requirements for your commute or where you want to live. There's so many options out there. And, you know, don't rule out the uh, north part of 905 or even 
the southern parts of 705, the eastern parts of the 519. There's so many different areas out there that we can put you in that you're going to be able to find the house that you love. Just before we go, this week's hot listing, Asif, tell us all about it. Tina, we have a, it's an incredible lot. It's 70 by 196. It backs onto conservation area. And this is in the heart of old Woodbridge. And this is right off Woodbridge Avenue. It's on a street called Wallace, 65 Wallace. This one is not going to last. There's so much potential for you to make this into your dream home. I mean, it's a nice property already, but, you know, a, a little bit of, TLC and some renovations here will make this your dream home. So you've told us about the lot size. What can you tell us about the home that's on the property? It's a four-bedroom property. It's uh, The downstairs is pretty much open concept. You've got a nice living room when you walk in. You've got lots of areas where you can entertain, and the backyard is just incredible. You've got a deck. You've got open fields. It backs all the way out into the conservation area and this is you know it's almost like uh, they say it's a field of dreams this is what it is it's across the street from a park it's just an absolute this one has to be seen to be appreciated Uh, again the address is 65 wallace avenue just off of woodbridge avenue in the uh, kipling and woodbridge avenue area and this house will not last it's Prime real estate, it's in a very high demand area, and it's a must-see. If our listeners want more information, where can they find it? Tina, they can call me at 416-985-5426. And the list price for this property? This is going to be priced at $1.3 million. It's sure to attract a, a number of offers, and you want to get into this as quick as you can. It, and as you said on this show repeatedly, inventory is quite low. So you're suggesting it's likely not going to last. It will. I mean, the reason uh, a lot of the agents are putting offer dates on properties is to make sure that it does last at least the five or six days. And that's the issue is because there's so much demand and not enough supply, as we talked about earlier in the show, The properties will sell on the first day unless you have an offer date to allow people to get in and take a look at them. Okay, that's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.